I was there. I don't have to listen to it. This week's show because it was a disaster. When you live in a beach resort, it's easy to forget whether you are playing or working. On each week's show, we settle in with a cocktail and try to figure out if there is a difference. This is Day Drinking on Delmarva. I am Todd from GoodCleanFunLife.com. And I am Tony Russo, no relation, and you are listening to Day Drinking on Delmarva, a show about life and culture on the Delmarva Peninsula. Todd drinks because he gets to live here. I drink because I have to live here. And that just gets truer every, every week. On my end too, I feel like. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're you're just having happier, happier times, <laughs> and I'm just plugging along with this low burning hatred <laughs> that I don't really have an outlet for. <laughs> yeah. so, ah. Never mind. I can tell you after the show, but I had one of the worst thoughts, really one of the worst thoughts I've ever had, and okay. I'm not saying it out loud. It just I was going to say it. I'm like, don't, don't that that yeah. can't that can't be on the record. So much <laughs> to get to this week. We've had a. Well, the, the season has started, so that's that's a, a big hooray for that. I'm um, mm-hmm. getting ready for my trip. I'll be going away soon. And we have one cool thing coming up along with our uh, picture book um, section. But before that, let's uh, talk about our sponsors. Our sponsors each week are the drink we are drinking. Is the drinks we are drinking. Sponsor is the drinks we are drinking. And this week, it is water for me. As I was telling Todd just before the show started, I had to choose between shaking up a martini and showering mm-hmm. to keep the um, ASPCA from coming and dragging me away. So I chose, <laughs> I chose the, I chose, I chose to shower, and so whatever water's left in the house is in this bottle, and that's what I'll be drinking. And how about you, Todd? I'm drinking a high noon today, uh, a great lawn cutting beverage, and. Since we shifted the podcast, we're doing a recording a little bit earlier. I have some friends coming over. We've got some things to clean up after the podcast. Uh, so, you know, not, not going not gonna to get right into the bourbon just yet. This is a little bracer to kind of, you know. Your it, friends it, aren't it, coming it, to clean then. They're not going no, to no. do the cleaning. No. No, that would be nice, though. But, uh, but yeah, high noon is fun. It also is part of a running joke with a, a friend of mine that uh, – we're going to see how many high noons we drink. Not, not necessarily a challenge to drink as many as we can, but just kind of keeping track, you know, as you know, what, what measured, what is measured matters. Right. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to, uh, you know, have a little over under, and there's been some debate amongst the the circle and people that I share this with, whether it's way too high a number for total number between Memorial Day and Labor Day, or if it's too low a number. So I'm sorry, that was oblique. Um, The number of beers you have between the number of high noons specifically that you're going to drink this summer, this summer, all summer long. So like we, there's like a number out there. It's not like we're necessarily trying, like it's the over under of whether it's going to be. I got to know what's, so what, what is the projected number is, so is there like a, 10,000 high noons are sold to 40,000 people over the course of the three months. Like how did, what, what are your numbers? Do you show the math, I, show the work, I, show, show the work. I, I think what we're, we're averaging is uh, we're saying 13 weeks of, of summer. Right. And uh, we're, we're thinking an average of four a day. 
So that's, you know, one or two during the week, during the weekday, uh, maybe many more on, on the weekends. So what's that? Four uh, uh, for 91. 62. Yeah, so it's like 364 is the is kind of the, the number, which when you f- hear that number seems like a very high number, but it could easily be, it could be easily that if you go uh, like one of the participants did uh, on Memorial day and drank a, you know, a 12 pack and a half yeah, <laughs> out, I guess, on, out on the boat that, you know, I guess like, you're out to off to a good start. That seems, seems like a lot. It seems like a, bigger number because this is this is just that you won't exclusively be drinking this beverage so sometimes you'll have other things as well yeah although i'm i'm wondering if uh if we do double down on it if we can get some sort of sponsorship i'm not wondering i'm hopeful or uh like to fantasize that that might happen i know it won't happen but Uh, who's the brewery um I don't know. That's a great question. Probably should check into that if we're <laughs> if we're looking to try to get us. You want to know where to send the bill? That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but you know, it's a uh, uh, it, it, they're out of Modesto, California. They're uh, High Noon Spirits Company. It's probably a subsidiary of somebody out there. Oh, it's. But, I wonder if it's the uh, if if it's the whiskey company. Is there a, is there a High Noon? Whiskey? Hey, I, yeah, I think you've had it. Um, we need no? to... what's the, oh no, uh, old West it's called or something. Oh yeah. Uh, you know what I'm talking about now? High West. That's High West. Park, there... That's out of Park City. There you go. There you go. There you go. I'm sorry to derail your story. Sorry to derail your story with that. And I'm like, oh, it's the whiskey company. Well, anyway, good luck to you on that. That seems like, <laughs> it seems like a lot. I yeah. mean, I could commit to drinking four things per day. I don't know if I could commit to drinking um, four yeah, of one particular thing, unless it was to the exclusion of all other things, which is cool. But, you know, you're going to want the occasional glass of wine. You're going to you to have something that's not compatible with because that's probably a little lemony, right? Well, they, have, they have multiple flavors, but of the of the malted and this is a vodka ba- based one. I feel like this is the the least sweet and most uh palatable among uh, uh a majority of the flavors and did you just stumble across high noon or you know i think it's uh i think it really started at uh the the starboard had brought it in and uh as opposed to doing uh shots with fellow bartender friends uh we had moved to beer shooters right so like Last couple of years were beer shooters. And then as I've probably talked about, I have really cut back on the beer. Uh, although clearly not, I haven't not cut up back on drinking. Right. Just beer specifically. Me too. Yes. <laughs> so this was the, this was the substitute. It was good. It was refreshing. It wasn't, a, you know, White Claw was kind of the first to the market, at least in the. We, we um, had a show about White Claw. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and, and this is uh, a much improved version of that, in my opinion. And so this has been the beverage of choice for, you know, sharing a moment on a busy night at the starboard while filming and friends are bartending and, uh, and, and that sort of thing. So yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's a, a quick little of the backstory behind it. 
So it, it, it's just it's just interesting to me. It's not it's that you sought out. Well, I was wondering how you how you landed upon High Noon. It was yeah. I wanted to stay in the family, and family being the uh, you know Boston Beer Company because of the connection with Dogfish. They make a a malted seltzer, truly, which is good, but it's like there's no way you're going to drink 364 of those because they are a bit sweet to my you know to my my right. taste. You have to explain to me. <laughs> but. Uh, there will still be plenty of bourbon to be had. But, We're you know, always going to make beer unless making seltzer gets way more popular. <laughs> yes. Yeah. From the what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, yeah. It hasn't been a, hasn't been a good week for that kind of thing for me. Uh, well, I'm sorry. So we didn't even introduce our sponsor. Our other sponsor is a local business that we like, um, and in this case, it is Good Clean Fun Life Productions, and That's that right. is you. That's me. We do uh, websites, digital marketing, and content creation. And the shift is always happening to the latest and greatest. And we do our best, even though we're old folks, to keep up with uh, what trends are happening and and how to uh, how to get people's businesses out there and create a following, create a buzz, and and have fun. And and we've been experimenting more with uh with even tiktoks uh and that that format which is so popular right now uh at, and it also has its version in reels on instagram that uh yeah we're 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 playing with the sounds that people uh, find very popular that's definitely what's getting pushed out um and you know you don't have to you don't have to be a genius to figure figure it out you just have to you know, play a little bit with it. And we've had some success recently in trying some new things for, uh, for our clients. And I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of happy about that. Is there anything you want to talk about at all? Or is it a trade secret kind of thing? Or No, it's not a trade secret. Well, it's uh, using the sounds that, uh, that are coming over from TikTok or whatever. So these are, you know, and I find it very funny and maybe we've talked about it on the show before. It's like, it used to be, you would get a copyright strike so quick and easy on anything that was um, uh, remotely popular. And now, and, and they're not songs typically, but they are, you know, like music with quotes and, or, or just some random, uh, you know, uh, quote from a movie or the office or something like that. And you put that to your video and, and that gets like elevated to everybody. So like. So I, I, I do want to say a little something about this and it's not. Um, it's not xenophobic, but it's because it's Chinese. Like the rights holders aren't going to bother trying to get a Chinese tech company to take down yeah. videos. It's as simple yeah. as that. Like they can bully Google and they can bully, you know, Amazon um, and Spotify bullies artists all on its own. Right. But like, who do you call in China? Can you get me the president of music copyright theft in China? Oh no, he's busy. He's been busy since 1830, you know, <laughs> And it's, you know, it's, it's an interesting um, turn of events because this is almost kind of sort of what it should 
almost kind of sort of look like when it comes to copyright. We talked about copyright before. Um, the uh, the thing about copyright law is now that they keep changing it to how old Mickey Mouse is. You know, right. there are things that are staying in copyright for a very, very long time. And unfortunately, they can't get discovered, you know, because, you know, the I think I told you, I think I told you about this. Like if I got if I died tomorrow, like by the time my rights were able to be sold, there'd be like 10 or 15 people who would who would have a say in what happens to the rights of my book or or, or whatever. And why negotiate right. with that when you can just reach back to something that was written before 1923 and do whatever you like with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, as I understand it from TikTok, cause I've tried several times, but I can't, I've tried and I just, I can't do it. Um, yeah. But yeah. what I've, what I've discovered is TikTok brings back artists that maybe people don't remember, or mm-hmm. it brings, it makes songs popular that didn't used to be songs. So, you know what rather than rather than the artists all fighting with china or any of the um or any of the publishers fighting with china they let the song go viral on tiktok in hopes that it moves the needle on songs that yeah hadn't had their needle moved in a very very long time yeah um, i'm only thinking of this because i'm not in touch with pop culture and ever since the end of the sopranos i realized that if i hear a song that i haven't heard in a long time it's cuz it was on a fucking show like yeah. one day I, so I've, I've never seen an episode of the Sopranos when the Sopranos ended. I didn't see the end of the Sopranos. All I knew was that I couldn't go any place without hearing. Don't stop believing. It was people's ringtones. It was yeah. played at every bar all the time. Yeah. And I did. I'm, I'm one day I'm like, why is everyone listening to don't stop believing? And right. the answer was, how do you not know the answer to that question? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know, did, did I, cause you know, it's just, if you don't know, you don't know. And so now I was a song the other day. I wish I could recall it. And I'm like, why is this popular? Is it in a movie? And Kelly, who is capable of being on TikTok, said, Oh no, no, it's big on TikTok now. And that's why, and that's why people yeah. know what song it is. So yeah, I it's, think it's an interesting very, balance. Very, uh, very currently, um, Kate Bush running up the hill has gone to number one, uh, you know, in like 20 years because of uh, Stranger Things uh, using it. As- Bingo. There, there. That's an excellent example. And uh, and I know in talking to some of our musician friends that, uh, you know, managers and labels and stuff like that are encouraging them to do stuff on reels and TikTok because it's the it's the modern equivalent of radio play. If it gets, you know, picked up, that will, you know, that Drive can south. elevate you very quickly. Um, you know, so I, I just think it's interesting. In fact, two weeks ago, uh, one of the, one of the cover bands uh, who, you know, very talented musicians, Kristen and the noise, uh, they got a great outfit, but prior to Memorial day weekend, they, they learned like, a dozen songs, brand new songs to them that are all popular on TikTok so that they could do a medley. And it was fantastic. And and the crowd reaction was, you know, was well worth it, I would say. Right. Yeah. Um, so that was the sponsor section. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. We know a little bit about copyright and it's just something it's something that that fascinates me that that just continues to fascinate me that Disney has that kind of pull mm -hmm. to change the copyright and at this point you know what I would what I always wanted to say was I'm like why don't we just exempt Mickey Mouse mm -hmm. all right they're they're afraid that too many people are going to sell illegal Mickey Mouse things just exempt Mickey Mouse and I'm like yeah but now they have also Luke Skywalker and Iron Man so they, you know, like it will be, I'm sorry, it'll be 75 years after George Lucas dies that yeah. Luke Skywalker enters the public domain. Yeah. And uh, that seems like a long time from now. I mean, I hope it's a long time from now. I, I have no, I, I'm not one of the George Lucas haters. I don't have any opinion really about George Lucas. Um, he wants to tell the stories he wants to tell. And I, I want to tell the stories I want to tell. So I'm not going to begrudge him. But it just seems like a long time to only be able to tell that story if you have an ungodly amount of money at your disposal, right. you know, and, you know, that's what we, we've talked about in the past is this idea that intellectual property is really kind of the corner of the realm now. And if you if you can own a piece of intellectual property, we talked about Seth Green last or the week before last, I think. Oh, yeah. Um. You know, if you can if you can own a piece of intellectual property, then you're going to be able to earn money on that for the rest of your life and yeah. your children's lives and your grandchildren's lives and your great, great, great grandchildren's lives. And that might be more than it might be more than you need. It might be, yeah. you know, it might be more than anybody needs, you know. Right. Right. Well, and then, you know, the. The comment that social media can identify and take down something that is copyrighted in terms of music or that sort of thing. But at the same time does a very terrible job of, uh, you know, protecting people from potentially other horrible things in the world. And, and uh, not only that, but they make, or, they make zero effort on the, on the, on the written word. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. like, like if you want to, if you, if you make a movie and you want to run, you know, the words to the I have a dream speech on the um, on the screen, it's going to cost you a bloody fortune. But if you just want to, you know, rewrite it and send it around on the uh, on, on Facebook, that's perfectly acceptable. Yeah. And that's, you know, the writer, the writer guy in me is is like, yeah, you know, uh, music they can they they care about because they they have a DRM in music and I guess they don't have it in. Uh, yeah in print how's that for exciting kids i don't know hey. great story tony all right <laughs> each week we talk about one cool thing that happened to us because we live here or because we work here or in this case both um and i'm gonna ask todd if you want to start with your one cool thing for this week because you got a a couple linked one cool things yes uh well should i put the if you're if you're able to watch us on the uh on the youtube channel we we're doing our picture thing and i've associated the picture thing with uh, uh my one cool thing because we were up in dewey as we are often and for the first time in working there for eight years we actually took our bikes with us uh to uh to to spend a nice day we rode from dewey uh to rehoboth for a nice little breakfast this was the day after Memorial Day and uh, just a gorgeous day. 
the crowds had left. Uh, we thought about going all the way to Lewis because as we've discussed, there's a great little trail. Uh, yeah, the rails I, to trails. I'm sorry. I thought that went all the way down the coast. Well, it's, I mean, it's pretty easy to get, get to where we, where we had breakfast is, um, you know, is, is probably a hundred yards from the, the start of it. But, you know, having not biked a lot uh, or really at all in, in, uh, in recent years, we, uh, you know, baby steps, but it's something that we'll definitely do again. And I know it's something that a lot of people really enjoy. Um, you know, it is something you have to be careful of, especially during the, the summer season. But one of the things that I do like about that stretch between Dewey and Rehoboth is it's uh, the cars are 25 miles an hour uh, speed zone. Not everybody obeys that. Um, no, I'm one but, of them. And you're probably one of them. But, uh, you know, there, there's, there's markings for pedestrians and, and bikes, and um, it is a leisure activity that's enjoyable. It's not like these uh, road bikers on Double Bridges Road where there's no shoulder and, you know, hairpin curves with construction trucks driving right. up and down. That, that drives me absolutely nuts. But this was fun. This, was a, this is the kind of biking I'm okay with. So, so we, we had a, we had a great time and, you know, I think if you're going to enjoy the beach and you're, you're going to enjoy some time down here, it's, it's worthwhile. Although maybe not a holiday weekend, throwing your six-year-old on a bike for the first time and, you know, (laughs) and letting them have at it, you know, you still have to tread, tread lightly and, uh, and, and pick, pick your days wisely. I've gotten into the habit. I'm I'm an I'm a rude bike rider in that I ride against traffic, mm. and I know that that I see that you're riding with traffic because you're mm-hmm. a good person. Um, I ride against traffic because if you ride against traffic, you will see a shocking number of people on their phones drifting back and forth. Yeah. And when you ride against traffic and you see someone on their phone and drifting, you can get out of the way or be prepared to get out of the way in a way you just can't when you're just minding your own business and hoping that the car coming up on you is going to pass you and not run you over because they're checking their Twitter feed. Yes. Yeah. Um, which is, it's just, it's when you pay it, when you're, I, I ride a bike almost, I, I ride a bike pretty much every day. I know I, I, I you, you can tell I got a bike rider's body. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I ride, I ride, you know, I, I use my bike primarily. Um, if I don't have any place very, very far to go, I, you know, I'll shoot out to the store. I'll shoot over to visit the grandkids or whatever. And the number of people that I see on their phone, it's, you're so much more attuned to it when you're not protected by, you know, 300 pounds of fiberglass or whatever goes yeah. in cars nowadays. Yeah. Um, well, my one cool thing is um, also, uh, is 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 a kind of seasonal thing we got we got we got our cherries this year i'm very excited about that we have a i on the um on the youtube page you can see that uh i took some pictures of of the cherries that are blooming on my cherry tree we have white cherries they're called white cherries they look red in the photo because they are but they don't go all the way red they don't they're not like bing cherries or maraschino red cherries these are yellowy um and red and white and it's just a weird satisfaction to have all these fruit trees growing in my backyard. 
and I'm not like a survivalist type or anything like that. I'm not like looking to feed my family during the apocalypse. Um, I always, I, I say that I'm not a utilitarian person and, um, that mostly is true. I don't necessarily believe in the, um, the best, you know, the, the greatest good for the greatest number of people that doesn't, that doesn't really appeal to me, but I don't like to plant and care for things that don't, that don't produce something for me. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, and so we have a cherry tree and we have a peach tree and we have about, I don't know, eight or 10 fig trees, some blackberry bushes, some blueberry bushes. And it's just, it's the satisfaction that I don't get from regular gardening. Like my wife does regular gardening and she makes the yard look beautiful and she gets a satisfaction from that. Right. Um, I get a satisfaction from saying, Hey, look, I grew this and now I'm going to eat it. Yeah. Because it's it's not something that uh, you can do. One of the difficulties, though, uh, if I could continue my narrative, is I guess if you have a lot of fruit on the ground, you have a lot of vermin coming to eat the fruit. Uh, yeah. And then you have, you know, creatures coming to eat the vermin. And that is why, possibly why, this week um, I pulled a dead snake out of the back of my dryer and it was horrifying. It came in. <laughs> through the tube that or the uh the exhaust yeah or whatever and my wife came to me and she said there's something dead in the dryer Mm. and i said well that's horrible let's ignore it and so we did and we went to bed (laughs) and then the next day i went to work and i i had to do i had to i had a couple stories do um and so i finished the stories and i did everything else and i'm sitting here and i'm like you know Whatever is dead in that dryer is not getting any less dead. This is one of the few times where procrastination is definitely not a solution. Right. Because no one's going to come take the snake out of my dryer for me. Right. And it's not going to wake up and leave on its own. And it's not going to smell any better. Like every second I wait, yeah. it smells a little worse. Yeah. And uh, and so I went down there. And if you can picture a uh, if you can picture a dryer you know the kind of thing that comes out of the side of the house so that kind of thing maybe six inches across or something mm-hmm. and the snake was bent so it was like a hook coming out of the of the top of the dryer right. and um and i'm like it's, it's not so bad so i grabbed it with a stick and i pulled it out and i and i'm pulling and i'm pulling and like then it gets uncomfortable because <laughs> I thought maybe it was like a foot long or maybe two feet long, but there was three feet of snake hanging out of this dryer uh, and there's still apparently more in there. Uh, um, and so I had to go get another stick and kind of chop stick it out because it was wedged <laughs> and I wasn't ready to grab my gloves. I'm like, you can do this without using your gloves. Your gloves would be faster, but then you would suffer trauma because it's, it's in the basement and it's already in a dark space. It's in, you know, the basement isn't well lit. It's a basement. And just the idea of being that close to that snake, even though I knew, I mean, it was leathery. It wasn't just a little dead. Uh, It it had been thoroughly dried, you know, was, (laughs) uh, was just more than I could, more than I could countenance. Um, And so I pulled it out. And when the rest of the snake kind of popped out all at once, it scared me and I screamed like a little girl, even though I was the one who pulled the snake out. I was holding the snake and I pulled it out and I'm like, oh, a snake. And it was, 
Like when I was thinking about it later, I'm like, what did you think was going to, what did you think was going to happen? How did you get scared when you already had three feet of the four foot snake pulled yeah. out into the room? What yeah. about that last 12 inches scared you? And I'm thinking it was the last 12 inches of it because yeah. it's a big fucking snake. That's where the, that's where the head is. Yeah. And it was a black snake. Um, and it was, I think it was a black snake. It, it, it could have just been, now that I'm thinking, it could have just been, it could have just been cooked. <laughs> it could have just been charred because it did have like a two-tone thing. And I'm like, oh, it looks like maybe one of those uh, garden snakes. Like, uh, you know, it's got, it had a, it was gray, yeah. uh, gray scaly. And I'm like, gray and black? What kind of, and as I was saying the sentence 30 seconds ago, I'm like, oh no, it was, that was cooked. That wasn't, yeah. uh, that wasn't a two-tone snake. It wasn't how some you, rare species. How do you like um, your snake? Well done. Half well done in a dryer, in a dryer over the course of, uh, it was uh, horrible. Um, and now I only, I only did half of the job. I still have to go down and take the snake smelling clothes out of the dryer and rewash oh, them. Yeah. And I have to reconnect the hose, but I'm, uh, I'm working up my, what I haven't told my wife and I can tell you, cause she doesn't listen to the podcast <laughs> is that. If that snake hadn't died, it might have been in the dryer when she opened oh, it. Oh, right. Yeah. And nobody wants to hear that. Yeah. Um, actually, probably couldn't get into the into the barrel itself. Yeah. Um, but it could have been right there at the lint trap if she went to like any of those it. things. It could have been trying to get out of the lint trap. There's no. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's bad. My wife's never going to do laundry again, and I'm not really good at it. So. <laughs> We may be going to the laundromat and people are like, did you try it broken? I'm like, yeah, kind of. Because when I went to her and I'm like, all right, I got it. I said, I've got, I've got some news. It was a snake. And I described, I told her the story I just told you. Um, and this morning she's like, you know what? I think we'll just throw those sheets out. And I'm like, really? And she's like, I don't know. It really is like, oh, it's all of our sheets. It was like one, let's do one big load of sheets and then have them and not have to do laundry for a month. And, uh, and now, you know, they're going to have to be rewashed. And I'm still I'm still spooked. I've, I'm not going to lie. I'm not afraid of snakes. I'm sorry. I'm clearly afraid of snakes, but I don't list them as a phobia. Like I don't kill them when I see them. I don't right. run from them when I see them. Yeah. But the notion of being close quarters with a with a snake is it's not a pleasant one for me. So we'll have to see how that all shakes out over the course of this week. Um, one last thing before we get ready to go, I was slash M slash will be on a television show again. It's called uh, Devil in the Net, and it's on Discovery. And I think you can see it with just regular cable. Oh, cool! It is on Thursday night at nine, and it's only an hour long. Um, only. What I mean by that is it's not a 10 episode series. And in retrospect, when you tell your whole book on a state on a on a 10 episode series, you really don't have any right to complain that nobody buys the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Leave a little something for the readers. Right. So this, however, um, I think that my commentary could be useful and hopefully get a couple couple three books sold out of that. If you haven't bought a book yet, I understand. Um, if you'd like an audiobook for free, you can reach me at bytonyrusso at gmail.com. And I'd be happy to send you an audio copy for review. I have, I don't know, like 12 or 15 left. So I don't have a ton left. But if the you send me your, 
And the name of your book is? Oh, and the name of my book is Dragged into the Light, Truthers, Reptilians, Super Soldiers, and Death Inside an Online Cult. It is about uh, killing, murder, um, related to a cult member who went a little over the edge after being kicked out. Um, that's the shortest version I can tell. Uh, but I mean, unless this is your first episode, you've probably heard. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, actually, just tell a friend to buy it. Say, hey, I heard about this cool book I think you would like. And that way you can feel like you did something without having to do anything. Because that, yeah. be, that would be perfectly acceptable to me as well. Um, but that's really all I have for this week. How about you? Mm, I got nothing. All right. Well, until next time, remember, at the beach. It's happy hour whenever you say it is. Cheers. Day Drinking on Delmarva with Todd DeHart and Tony Russo is produced weekly, mostly by dumb luck. You can join them Wednesday afternoons or find them online at daydrinkingondelmarva.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll check back in with you next week.